go with me tonight, this morning, the book of Matthew. You say, well, preacher, you don't know where you're going. I'll be honest with you, I really don't. We may not stay here too long. And uh, I've got a real, real pretty outline for Father's Day that I was planning on preaching, but I just don't believe the Lord's going to let me do that this morning. So go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 11, and uh, we'll start there, all right? Matthew, chapter number 11, and uh, just want to share a thought with you this morning that the Lord's got on my heart for some reason, and uh, I don't know why that is, and uh, but He does this morning. So I just want to do my best to be obedient, be mindful to Him. Matthew chapter number 11, let's begin reading in verse number 1. When you find your places, you stand with me if you can enable in honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 1. The Bible said it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Notice verse 2. The Bible said, now when John had heard in the prison uh, the works of Christ, he sent uh, two of his disciples uh, and said unto him, Art thou he uh, that should come, or do we look for another? Verse 4, the Bible said, Jesus answered uh, and said unto them, Go uh, and show John again those things uh, which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, uh, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, uh, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not uh, be offended in me. Notice verse 4 Quickly this morning, let's bear text. The Bible said, uh, Jesus answered and said uh, unto them, Go and show John uh, again those things which ye do hear and see. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do love you this morning. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, for the privilege, God, the honor to be back in your house. Lord, thankful for each one that, Lord's made their way out this morning. Lord, I, you know my heart. Lord, you know my need. Lord, I don't have any preaching me. Lord, I pray just for a little while. Would you give me unction? Give me utterance. I, Lord, that only you can. Lord, I pray for every need, every prayer request. I, Lord, both mentioned and unmentioned. Lord, would you have your will and wait there. Lord, I pray for every father represented here. Lord, I pray you bless them, bless their families. Uh, Lord, I pray this morning, if there be one lost, undone without you. Lord, I pray you convict their heart and save them for it's everlasting too late. Lord, if there be one discouraged, would you encourage their heart today? Lord, we'll thank you and praise you for we ask it uh, in Jesus' wonderful name. Uh, amen and amen. You can be seated and thank you for standing this morning. I don't know why, to be honest with you, but uh, all morning this morning, about since about midnight last night, I, I've had that verse on my heart where the Bible said, uh, up there in verse 4, Jesus answered uh, and said unto them, Go and show John again uh, those things which you do hear and see. Uh, I went last night, John, over with Brother Brett. Uh, we went over to Mount Vernon at their youth meeting uh, uh, to back up Brother Jared. And uh, he preached out of this text. He didn't preach what I'm going to preach, but he read verse 4. And when he read it, uh, uh, there, that last, those last three words, uh, <coughs> excuse me, stuck out to me. The Bible said, which you he do hear 
and see. And Ronald, that for some reason last night, that seemed so strange and so unusual uh, to me. I thought, John, that uh, if you've ever been around Brother Brett at all, you know that uh, I, I know the Lord doesn't make mistakes, but I, I believe that boy should have been a woman. I'm just being honest with you. I, he loves to talk. He loves to, uh, he, 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 you go pick him up, Brother Corey, you know, those of you that uh, don't know, uh, uh, he's got bad eyesight. He's never been able to drive, and uh, so you have to go pick him up. And Michelle, it never fails. I, I'll call him, and I'll say, I'm leaving in my house, I, I'll be outside of your apartment in 15 minutes. Are you ready? Oh yeah, Pancho, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll be waiting on you when you get here. And so I pull up and I sit there a few minutes. I had Leon. I sent him a text message just yesterday. I, I said, I'm here whenever you get ready. Uh, and he sent back, I'll be there in just a second. I, and when I got when I read that, Brother Corey, I set my phone down beside of me, and I just guess exactly what I said. Uh, to myself, I even said it out loud, to be honest. I, uh, Sharon, I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, are you with me? Uh, I've heard that before. I've heard that he'd be there in just a minute. Uh, I've heard with my ears before that he was completely ready. Uh, I've heard that, uh, uh, but what I see ends up being something different. Uh, and isn't that how you and I are, if we'd be honest? Uh, uh, we believe it when we see it. Uh, in fact, you may not, but when I say this statement, uh, uh, that's in the Word of God right here, uh, I say it differently than the Lord does, John. Uh, I don't say whatsoever things you hear and see. Brother Corey, if I said that, I would have said whatsoever things you see and hear. I put a priority on what I can see. Uh, I put a priority on what I can actually witness, Ronald, uh, uh, with my own eyes. Uh, it didn't take me long pastoring to realize that uh, you better be careful putting too much stock in what you hear uh, because sometimes somebody tells you something that's not right. Are you with me? Uh, uh, they, well, just go ahead and nod your head. I'm, I'm not going here. Uh, but Michelle, there's all the time somebody saying, uh, uh, Preacher, you wouldn't believe what so-and-so did. Let me tell you. And it may be true and it may not be true. Uh, I'm not saying everybody's a liar, but I didn't see it with my own eyes. Uh, and so Therefore, you better be careful. Uh, but the Lord looks at it different than you and I do. Uh, uh, we would have said whatever you see and hear. Our priority uh, uh, would have been on what we could see uh, and know without any shadow of a doubt. Uh, but John, that's not what the Lord said. Uh, he said whatsoever you hear and see. Uh, and that seems so strange to me, Sharon, uh, uh, that he put hearing before seeing. Uh, I preached just a few minutes this morning with the help of the Lord uh, on that thought, hearing uh, and seeing. Now, I don't have much for outline, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've just got a little thought that I've got jotted down uh, last night. And Brother Jared read this. I underlined those two words, uh, uh, which you do hear and see. I underlined that uh, in my Bible and out in the margin. I, I, I just wrote three words over there and I'm going to give them to you right now. And you've just about got the whole message, all right? I, over the margin of my Bible, I wrote down 
word before witness. You say, preacher, what do you mean? I'm more interested in what I witness. I'm interested this morning in physical relationships and physical situations. Let's just say this. If Jessica come to me and said, preacher, I wish you'd go talk to Allie and Noah because such and such happened in their relationship. I'm just being honest, Sharon. I'd be just a little bit weary about that because I didn't see it. Are you with me? I didn't witness it. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know exactly what went down. I'd be much more likely to do something with it if I saw what happened. Are you with me? Because I know then exactly what happened. I'm not taking somebody else's word, but I witnessed what happened. But that's not how the Lord looked at it. He said, go back and tell John not what so much what you witnessed, but tell him my word first, and then what you witnessed. Are you with me? We look at it completely different. I would look at it as, well, I witnessed this, and Corey backed me up on it. Are you with me? But the Lord said, that's not what I want you to go tell John. Go tell him what you heard first. Tell him the words and the things that you heard, and then tell him those things which you saw. Those things, Corey, that they actually witnessed with their eye, they were secondary to the things that they had heard. Is that not right, y'all? I feel like you're losing me. He said, before you tell him what you see, before Rod, you tell him what you witnessed, tell him about the word. So we're entering the Lord is more interested and puts the word before he does the witness. Now let me show you what I mean. Let's get some introduction laid and I'm going to preach just a few minutes, all right? Go with me real quick. I'm going to read a lot this morning to get us caught up. But go with me to Matthew chapter number 3. I'll not say much about it, but I would like to read the whole chapter to you in your hearing this morning. I'm going to go quickly. I just want to say a few things as we go, all right? The Bible said in verse number 1, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And the same John uh, had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle uh, about his loins, and his meat was locust uh, and wild honey. Now, I'd love to preach a little while on John the Baptist, uh, uh, but I do want you to just get a picture of who he is, all right? Uh, now, it is Father's Day. Let me just say this. John the Baptist, Ronald, was a man's man. Uh, uh, they wasn't any, anything sissy about him whatsoever. Can you get the picture? Uh, uh, from the day that he was born, his parents hid him in the wilderness. Uh, uh, that's what the Bible said. He was set apart uh, uh, for a special duty that he had for the Lord. Uh, and when he come on the scene here in Matthew chapter 3, uh, Miss Brenda, he didn't come in a, suit, in a suit and tie. He didn't come dressed up and looking well. Uh, uh, but he had a garment of camel's hair. Notice what your Bible said. Uh, had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girl 
girdle about his loins. Uh, uh, he had a leather girdle uh, uh, that was covered his loins, covered up, uh, uh, covered up what needed to be covered. Uh, and then John, I'd see him just with a camel skin, uh, had old rough camel's hair thrown around his shoulders, uh, and here he come walking down the road. Uh, I mean, it have scared most of y'all half to death had you seen him. Uh, if he walked in here this morning, you'd say, Preacher, uh, I believe you just ask him to go ahead and leave. Uh, are you with he didn't look like everybody else. Uh, he didn't come in priestly garments. He didn't come uh, with much of anything. Just old leather girdle uh, and camel hair as his, as his raiment. Uh, and that's not all the Bible said about him. Uh, watch what it said. You say, preacher, what would he have been doing? Uh, I don't know why this tickles me so good, Noah. Uh, uh, but the Bible said that he eat locust uh, and wild honey. Uh, and if you ain't figured it out, it is the year of the locust. Uh, and brought, I'm just see him picking up on them locusts. Uh, I, I don't know why. I guess y'all get an insight into my mind. Uh, uh, but Corey, I see Winnie the Pooh's little uh, uh, honey jar there. I see him walking down the road with a good jar of honey. Uh, had a great old big locust about that long. Uh, had a dip in that thing down in there and popped it in his mouth. Uh, uh, can you picture that? Uh, I mean, it's nasty this morning. Uh, uh, but that's what he had. Uh, and he was thankful for what it was. Are you with me? Uh, and here he comes didn't have much. Uh, uh, just an old rough man, a man's man, uh, eating locusts and wild honey. Uh, uh, that's done about made some of y'all sick. That's what the Bible said. Uh, I mean, nobody would have thought much of John. Uh, uh, but do you realize the Lord had a job for him uh, unlike anybody else? Uh, and that may not help you much this morning, but I'm glad that it doesn't matter what you've got or what you eat. Uh, or Are you with me this morning? Uh, uh, the Lord can use you. Uh, are you with me? Uh, uh, he didn't have much. He just had a, a leathern girdle. Uh, had camel skin as his raiment. He locust and white honey. Uh, but the Bible said notice. Uh, had the same John in his raiment of camel's hair. Had a leathern girdle about his loins and his meat was locust and white honey. Uh, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. And were baptized of him in Jordan confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Boy, I like John the Baptist, by the way. I, I, I love John the Baptist. I, I mean, here he is, just an old rough man. I see pieces of locust in his beard. I see the honey dripping out of it. I, I mean, just just looks nasty. I, I, but listen to this. I, aren't you glad he had a touch of God on him? I, and when everybody, those men that everybody else looked to, and they did come, Brother Corey, I, in their priestly garments. I, and they did come in their wealth and their authority. I, and they did come with with their titles. Uh, when everybody else backed away, John just looked over there and said, old generation of vipers. Uh, how many had a backbone like a saw log? Are you with me? Uh, he was a man's man. Uh, and the Bible said uh, uh, that he baptized many and they confessed their sins uh, and repented. He came preaching uh, in verse 2, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven uh, is at hand. Uh, uh, but then the Bible said uh, verse 7, old generation of Vipers who have warned you how to flee from the wrath to come. Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able to raise up these stones to raise up children now, unto Abraham. Now also the axe is laid into the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree with wrath not good.
good fruit uh, is hewn down and cast into the fire. Now watch verse 11. John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you, uh, that one that's coming after John, that one that's mightier than John, uh, uh, that one that Wayne John's not worthy to loose his shoes. Uh, he said when he comes, uh, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost uh, and with fire. Now, you say, preacher, what does that mean? Let me tell you this uh, quickly. Uh, you remember the other night we talked about the judgment seat of Christ. Remember that? And we said that our works would be tried with fire. Isn't that right? Uh, he will baptize us with the Holy Ghost. Uh, we were baptized with the Holy Ghost, John, into the body of Christ. Now, I've heard preachers say that fire is talking about in Jeremiah, where Jeremiah said that he could not quit and he couldn't stay because there was a fire shut up in his bones. And I'm glad for the saved child of God, there is something on the inside of us that uh, burns. Are you with me? I, I am glad for that. But I believe what the Bible is saying is, uh, uh, Brother Cord, there is coming a day. Uh, uh, this yet in the future that we will be baptized with fire. Uh, he will take our lives uh, and allow the fire to be applied to it uh, and those the things that are not worthy of him, those things, uh, uh, those, those shortcomings, those, uh, those, those things that we built with wood, hay, and stubble, uh, uh, they will be burned up. Uh, uh, but those things that we built upon the foundation, uh, uh, which Paul said was the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, uh, those things we built with gold, and uh, uh, gold and silver and precious stones uh, uh, they will be purified and refined uh, uh, within the fire so uh, John said there's one coming after me uh, uh, that's mightier than me uh, in fact he's so much better than me I'm not even worthy uh, to loose his shoes from off his feet uh, and when he comes uh, he's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire verse 12 whose fan is in his hand and he will thirdly purge his floor and gather his wheat in the garner, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. See, there it is. That shaft's going to be burned with fire. Now watch this, verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. What about that? Here John is talking about him, and there he comes. Did you catch that? John 7, verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water and repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the corner, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Verse 13, then cometh Jesus. What about that? Can I just say this real quick? Won't cost you a thing. You get to bragging on him, he'll show up. Did you know that? You get to talking about him, he'll show up. He'll not be far behind. Thank God for that. Bible said from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, 
and comest thou to me. Now this is the one that John said is so much mightier than John is. The one that's preferred above John. The one that uh, is mightier than John. The one that uh, not only baptizes with water but with uh, the Holy Ghost and with fire. Uh, the one that John's not worthy to loose the shoe from off his feet. And now Jesus has come and said, I've come, John. Uh, for you to baptize me. And John said, oh no, I, it ought not be like that. I, you ought to be baptizing me, uh, not the other way around. Uh, but notice this, verse 15. Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Now watch verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Let me just say this real quick. won't cost you a thought. The Bible said, now notice what the Bible said, and when Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway, now notice this next phrase, out of the water. Now I want to show you something. Leona ain't never going to sit where she's sitting ever again after this. But I'm going to ask you something. There's several that say you just need to be sprinkled. You, just, you don't have to be submerged. And let me ask you a question. How could Leona come up out of that? Are you with me? Are you with me? The Bible said straightway he came out of the water. Now you say, preacher, do you think baptism is a big thing? If it's, ba if it's big enough that the Lord told John, suffer it so for now that we can fulfill all righteousness. Uh, if it was beneficial for the Lord to be baptized, I believe it would be beneficial for me to follow. Don't you? Uh, that's exactly right. And if I'm going to follow, I'd just assume do it like he did it. Ain't that right? Uh, I know the baptism doesn't ensure you heaven. I, I know it's not required to go to heaven. They didn't baptize the thief on the cross. Uh, uh, but if I'm going to follow, I want to follow like the Lord. Huh? And I want just a little bit more than, don't you? Yeah. Amen. Just go ahead and nod your head. It'll be all right. Make me feel better. Now watch this. Uh, the Bible said it came out, out of the water. Now watch this. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Now, just imagine with me for just a moment. I know I, I've been going a pretty good while, and I, I realize that. I'm just going to preach just a few minutes here in just a second. But I want you to get the picture of what John saw. Now, here he is, Chris, baptizing the Lord. Picture him bringing him up out of the water. The Bible said he saw the heavens open and the Spirit descending like a dove. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine, it blows my mind, Brother Corey, to think about holding the Lord. Are you with me? Well, maybe y'all ain't getting that, but you ever baptize somebody, you got to grab a hold of them. you gotta, you got to hold them when you take them down and bring them back up. It blows my mind just to think about standing that close to him. It blows my mind for my hands to even think about my hands physically touching him. John standing there holding the Lord. And the Bible said the heavens were open, the Spirit descended like a dove. Is that right? I'm going to show you something. Watch this. John is holding God the Son. 
that right? John, he's physically touching God the Son. The Bible said he saw the heavens open and the Spirit descended like a dove and rested upon him. He saw God the Holy Ghost. That right? But then watch that last verse. Watch this. That's not all that happened. Notice that last verse. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. He's holding God the Son. He's seeing God the Holy Ghost. And he hears God the Father. If there's anybody that ought not have any doubt who he is, it's John the Baptist. That right? If anybody, in fact, you study the book of John, you'll find John the Baptist saw him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. He knew who he was. Isn't that right? But hang on just a minute. Go with me back to chapter 11, will you? Quickly. John held the Son of God. He saw the Spirit of God. And he heard the voice of God. Notice this. Go with me to chapter 11. And watch what your Bible said. Let's read it one more time. Verse number one. And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John, that's not talking about John the beloved, that's talking about John the Baptist. When John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, talking about John's disciples, and said unto him, watch verse 3, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Are you with me? The one Michelle that just seven, eight chapters before hailed the Son of God, saw the Spirit of God, heard the voice of God. And now, just a few chapters later, Brenda, he said, is it really you? Or do we need to look for somebody else? How in the world, if anybody ought have known it was him, it ought have been John. He held him. Huh? He saw the Spirit of God. He heard the voice of God. Now, because he's in prison. Huh? Now, because his circumstances changed. Now, because things are different. Huh? He says, is it really you? Or should I look for somebody else? Notice what Jesus said in verse 4. I finally give him an introduction. Let me preach this a few minutes and I'm done. Notice what Jesus said. Verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John. Notice that next word. Again. You catch that? Again. Go show John again. You know what Jesus said? There's no need to prove it to him. Just go show him again. That right? He's not showing it to him for the first time. Just go show him again. Now watch this. Those things which you do hear and see. Can I show you something real quick? Can I show you something? And I'm done. John there that day, standing in the middle of the Jordan River, John felt the Son of God. But can I tell you something? We all know this morning we can't go off feelings. That right? John's in prison now. Are you with me? 
His circumstances, uh, his situation, uh, his whole life's been turned upside down. Uh, it's not the same. In just a few days, uh, he's getting ready to be beheaded. Are you with me? I'm just being honest this morning. Uh, uh, he doesn't feel good, I'm sure. Uh, how many of you, if you's in prison, uh, knowing that the king wanted your head? Uh, uh, are you? I'm being honest. Uh, how many of you say, boy, I feel good? Uh, oh, no, friend. Uh, he's heartbroken. Feelings have changed. Can I be honest with you? I'm just trying to show you the truth that the Lord showed me this week, this last night. There's been times, boy, it gets good and it gets on and it seems like John that maybe not physically, but in my heart, I feel him just like he's standing right beside of me. But feelings change this morning. It's interesting to me, the only thing Jesus didn't remind him of was that he literally laid hands on him. He never said, go show him again what he felt. He said, and what you've heard and what you see. He said, go show him again the things that you hear and see. Feelings change this morning. Everybody wants to feel good. Everybody wants to feel great. It's life's enjoyable when you feel good. But it's hard to feel good when everything's turned upside down. I'm not trying to be ugly this morning. I'm not. I'm trying to help as best I can. But, Leona, when you can't make a bill, it's hard to feel good. You go to the doctor and they give you the worst news you've ever heard. It's hard to feel good. When you stand at the graveside of a loved one, it's hard to feel good. It's hard to feel good in troubles and trials and tribulations. It's hard to feel good sometimes. Sometimes we're not supposed to feel good. Did you know that? Just the truth. Jesus didn't remind them of what he felt, but he said what you see and what you hear. In fact, he said what you hear and what you see. Can I show you? I'm going to preach a little bit backwards. Say, preacher, what did he say? Well, the Bible said he saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove rested upon him. Verse 5, Jesus gives them, he tells them two disciples, he said, you go back and tell John what you saw. Tell him about the blind receiving their sight. Tell him about the deaf hearing. Tell him about the lame walking. Tell him about the dead being raised again. Tell him you saw the gospel being preached to the poor. Go back and tell him what you saw. And can I show you something this morning? I, I promise it's simple. I'm just about done. Boy, there's times this morning well, you just don't feel good. And there's times this morning you can't even go off what you've seen. Did you know that? Boy, it's good. It's good when you look at somebody else and know they went through the same thing and say the Lord delivered them. He's going to deliver me. But sometimes no, you don't know nobody's gone through what you've gone through. Are you with me? I'll be honest with you. There's something on my heart. It's nothing bad, I promise. But, John, there's, there's something on my heart that thrills my soul. No, I know the Lord put it there. I know without any shadow of doubt. So in some ways, I need to do this. I, 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 it's nothing bad. I just, I'm not quite ready to tell you yet. I, I, but I know that. But it scares me to death because I don't know nobody's ever done it before. I, I don't know how to go about doing it. I, I can't call somebody and say, how did you do this? I, because I don't know anybody's ever done the same thing before. And it scares me to death. And I sit there and said, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. I don't, if I didn't do it, I don't know if anybody'd want to, if anybody else would be interested in it. I don't know what to do. I don't have anything to go what I've seen before because I've never seen anybody else do it. But can I say this? You know what doesn't change? What you hear. 
Is that right? That word, I've never, well, I tell you, I tell you this isn't even what I was talking about a minute ago, but I'm going to tell you this. It might scare some of you half to death. You know something the Lord put in my heart took about, about almost two years ago? I, I, we, 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 I, up in this area, Michelle, I went to a piece of property in this area, and I, I know who owns it. I don't know if they'd ever be interested in selling it. I don't know if they, I don't know if they, they, they might not want to sell it. They might let, let me do what I'd like to do. I don't know. I have no idea, John. But I tell you what the Lord put in my heart the moment I stepped on that property. I thought that'd be a great place for an old-fashioned camp meeting. I'm in a tabernacle. I'm talking about hookups for campers. I'm talking about people coming from uh, all around, getting preachers come in and God's people just coming together and getting revived and rejuvenated and encouraged. It'd be a great place. You can tell you the truth. I don't know nothing about starting a camp meeting. I don't know anybody. I've never felt, Michelle, what it'd be like to start a camp meeting. Are you with me? I know I'm just preaching maybe to me, but it's all right. And I've never known anybody to start a camp meeting. I, I don't know anybody I can call and say, what did you do here and what did you do there? I don't know how to go about it. But you know what I do know? I, uh, he didn't say so much what you see. And he sure didn't say what you feel. He said what you hear. Is that right? heard a story one time about, you don't know, you may not know him, but a, a famous missionary went to China. I evidently, I don't know him because I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I just had it a second ago. Uh, but he had a young, several young missionaries uh, come in. They was all sitting around him, uh, eager and excited to go to the mission field. And he asked every one of them, he said, before we go any farther, I want to ask you a question. He said, I want you to tell me why. Uh, Jessica said, I want you to tell me why you want to go into the mission field. He looked at the first man. He said, sir, well, we'll start with you. Why do you want to go to the mission field? And he said, well, preacher, that's simple. There's people all over the world dying and going to hell, and I just want to do my part. And he said, he just nodded his head. Looked at the next, looked at the next man. He said, sir, why do you want to go to the mission field? And he said, well, there's people dying and going to hell. I, I want to do my part. And, and God called me to go. Nodded his head. Round the room, answers like that over and over and over again. Well, well, I've got a burden to go here. I've got a burden to go there. I'm burdened for these people. Uh, even some said, I was called by God to go to Africa or go here. And said, when it was all said and done, that old missionary had been there for years and years and years, nodded his head, and he said, men, every one of you give a good reason. And he said, but I hate to tell you, not a one of you give a reason that'll keep you on the mission field. They looked at him, and some of them got mad, John, and said, what do you mean? He said, you give reasons to go, but what's your reason to stay? Nobody had a reason for that. One man said, well, souls being saved. He said, what if nobody gets saved? Are you with me? One man said, well, it felt good when I surrendered. He said, what about when that feeling's gone? Are you with me? Well, we'll see the impact. What if you don't see it? Are you with me? You know what he told them? He said, there's two things that keep you on the mission field. No one that, he said, you find you a verse that you can go back to and read every time you feel like quitting. He said, that'll help keep you there. He said, but what'll keep you is your love for the Lord. Is that right? 
you do it because you love, if you do something this morning because you love the Lord, it doesn't matter if you see results or not, because you're not doing it for results. You're doing it because you love the Lord. If you never see anything, you didn't do it to see something. You did it because you love the Lord. Can I tell you this? Listen to me. John, his circumstances changed. Everything had been turned upside down. And now Jesus said, go tell him what you heard and what you saw. Can I tell you something this morning? I don't know what it is, and I'm done. Let me finish my story. Can I tell you this? I was talking about that camp meeting. I don't know what that'd feel like. Boy, that day I stood there on that piece of property, I felt like I was 10 feet tall. John, my mind is going to be done. And that, I mean, it just seemed so good that day. But I'll tell you this, there's been days that I've almost forgot about it. Are you with me? been days that have, I'm sure you got started. I, I, I even made a phone call one day to find out how much it cost to uh, build a tabernacle, what size, this size and that. And when I found that out, I sure didn't feel like doing it. I'm just being honest. Now listen to me. It's not about what you feel. It may not even be about what you see. He said, above everything else, don't just tell him what you witnessed. Tell him my word. Can I tell you something this morning? I know it's Father's Day. You may be here and you say, Preacher, I'm struggling. There's several applications we make. Preacher, I'm struggling to be the daddy I ought to be. You may not always feel like the daddy you ought to be. You may not have had an example you can look to to know what kind of daddy you ought to be. But you can get in the Word and find something that doesn't change. Didn't matter where John was at. The Word of God had not changed. Are you with me? It had not changed even though he was in prison. His feelings may have changed. John, you know what I really believe hindered John the most? Notice what your Bible said. Let me show you this quickly. Verse number 2. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he already had what he needed. Do you realize that? What did Jesus tell the disciples? He said, go again, show John those things which you do hear and see. He'd already heard about it. He could have been satisfied. He had enough in prison. But now he's heartbroken because just a few chapters ago, he felt the Lord. He saw the Lord. And he heard the Lord. Now he's at a place he's just hearing. And it doesn't seem satisfactory. Can I tell you something this morning? You may be at that place. It may be a long time since you felt the Lord like you used to. It may be a long time since you seen the Lord like you used to. You may feel like you'd never feel him again or see him again. But I'll tell you this. There's a word this morning that does not fade. Does not go away. You anchor your life in that word. I think about Michelle, I don't want to embarrass you, but I think about so many times, every, I, I, I think about you and Miss Pearlie and several others here in the church, every single service, I, I don't mean that derogatory, every single service, you'll say, remember Scotty, every single service, Miss Pearlie, say, remember my lost family, 
How mine will ask you to remember her family. There's several that we have. How every single service, boy, I, I, I know there's got to be times that you feel like that you'll never feel it again. You'll never know what it'd be like to see Scotty get saved. Huh? You'll never see it. Huh? Oh, but there's a word. Huh? Even when you don't feel like it, huh? even when you can't see it, huh? there is a word that does not change. Huh? It endures forever. Huh? It's forever settled in heaven. Huh? And it does not change this morning. I don't know your heart. I don't know why the Lord put this on my heart. Whatever you're facing, you may not feel him. You may not see him right now. But there is a word. And the Lord always puts a word before witness. Did you know that? Bible said in the book of Titus, chapter number 1, verse number 2, the God that can not lie. You know what you'd have to have this morning? If you could, if we was in court, and, and, and if we was in court this morning, and I stood up before a judge, and he said, "How do you plead?" And I said, "Your Honor, I plead not guilty." You know what they'd begin to do? They'd begin to call witnesses. Is that right? They'd call witnesses against me, and I'd have the opportunity to call witnesses for me. Isn't that right? I'd need a witness, John. I'd need evidence and witnesses uh, uh, to be able to validate my claim uh, that I was not guilty. But the Lord doesn't need a witness. Are you with me? He can't lie. When he makes a statement, when he makes a claim, he does not need witnesses. That's just extra benefits. Y'all went with me. Let me give you one example. Bible said, Romans 10, 13, for whosoever is called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's it. I've heard preachers all my life, friends, say, well, the Lord said it, and I believe it, and that settles it. Hogwash. That's hogwash. Look up in here and hear me real good. That's hogwash. Say, preacher, what do you mean? It don't matter if I believe it or not. The Lord said it. And that settles it. I don't give a rip if I believe it, you believe it, uh, anybody else believes it. Who cares? He said it. That settles it. Uh, believe it or not, that's it. He said it. It's done. Write her down. Take her to the bank. It's settled this morning. Now that's it. But you know what? Sure is good to be able to look at somebody and say, The Lord said, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And let me tell you about this old drunk I used to know. Let me tell you about this fella that used to have his home in shambles. Let me tell you about this woman that I heard about that she used to live out on. Are you with me this morning? He don't have to have that. That doesn't validate his word. It's just extra this morning. It'd have been enough if he just said, go tell John what you heard. That'd been enough. But he said, when you go, go ahead and tell him about them extra things you saw. Can you imagine that? Y'all ain't getting that. Come here just a minute, John. Come here just a second. I see it now. Watch this. Here's Jesus. He is them two boys. Uh, me and John's going to be them two witnesses. Uh, he come up. We come to him. And he said, go tell him what you heard. Uh, I, I imagine looking at John and saying, my, so how are we going to do that? Think about everything we've heard. Uh, never a man spake like this man. what the Bible said. How can we go tell John what he said? Uh, but then he said, while you're at it, just go ahead and tell him about what you've seen too. 
And I can see me and, John, me and, me and John, Jones going back to John the Baptist. And I can say, can you remember that day that woman was dead? And he just spoke and she was alive. And I'd see him look at me and say, you remember that day that little boy, that woman had an issue of blood. She didn't even, she didn't even say anything. He didn't even touch her. She just touched the hem of his garment. And that issue of blood was dried up. Oh, y'all ain't getting that. I'd say, you remember that day? Others uh, sitting there and there's just a little bitty lunch. Uh, had a whole great big bunch. Uh, had he fed them all with extra to spare. Can you remember, Can you imagine? Uh, and he'd say, yeah, I remember that. Uh, but you remember about that day they sat on that boat uh, and we was in one of them little ships uh, and that storm was a raging uh, and everything seemed lost. Uh, we didn't give up. They doesn't give up. I'm about to come slap unglued. Heading right in the middle of all that. All of a sudden, out stepped Jesus and said, Peace be still. And everything just stopped. And we thought nothing could get better. But then we went on over to the coast of the Gadarenes. And that man that nobody couldn't tame. That man nobody couldn't do nothing with. That man nobody wanted. I'm about to come slap unglued. That man that cut himself. That man. Uh, that had his dwelling in the tombs uh, uh, that man uh, uh, that everybody tried uh, uh, do you remember when he just spoke to him uh, and all of a sudden uh, he was clothed and in his right mind uh, how can we tell John everything we saw and that's just extra this morning he didn't have to do any of that he didn't have to save that man he didn't have to heal the blind. He didn't have to heal the lepers. Uh, he didn't have to do those things. Uh, John the Baptist didn't even need it to be encouraged. It was just extra this morning. What about that? You realize this morning, now listen to me, I don't know how down the dumps you are. I don't know how bad it may seem. But that word you hold in your lap uh, that we take for granted so much, it is enough this morning. Whatever you're going through, it's enough this morning. Whatever you're from, y'all ain't getting that. Y'all got to hit me just a little bit. I'm doing my best to quit. It is enough this morning. Let me see it, Jessica. Watch this. You got financial problems, it's enough. You got marriage problems, it's enough. You lost on your way to hell. That book right there is enough. Uh, that's exactly what happens. It is the power of God and the salvation. Isn't that right? Uh, I don't care what you're going through. You got nerve problems. It's enough. Uh, you got health problems. It's enough. It may not. It may not. It may or may not uh, heal your diseases. Uh, but it'll give you a peace that passes all understanding. Uh, it'll give you a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Uh, isn't it amazing to the child of God uh, that you have joy when you're not. You'd have peace when you ought not have it. Huh? When it's unexplainable. Huh? When there's no way to be, for it to be seen. Huh? Yet you'd find it huh? in the Word of God. Huh? It is enough this morning. It's enough. But what about when you get to thinking about what all he's done for you? What about when you get to think? It's enough, Sharon. That book is enough. But what about when you get to thinking about that family sitting beside of you? 
What about when you get to think about that woman or that husband you're married to? What about when you get to think about the fact you've got enough strength in your body to go work a job? Or those of you that are retired, you had enough strength to support your family all those years. What about he put breath in your body? What about the fact, I'm about to come unglued again, y'all better help me. What about the fact I don't have to die and go to hell? That's exactly right. He's been far too good to us this morning. But can I tell you the truth? They, some of us, if we'd be honest, from time to time, we say, Lord, is it really you or should I look for another? Lord, it's another struggle. Lord, there's another valley. Lord, there's another, there's another battle to be fought. Are you really enough or should I look for somebody else? My soul friend, I just come by to try to tell you what you've heard what you're saying. It's enough. Just that book's enough, Chris. Oh, but I've been in some services where it seems surreal. I thought, Miss Pearlie, I was already standing on the golden streets at times. There been some times I got around some of them old saints of God and heard them pray. I felt glory just come in around us. My, that's more than enough. Are you with me? He didn't have to do that. That's just a little bit extra. I get to thinking about it every once in a while and find some encouragement. Uh, uh, Tom, he's always met every need my family's had. Uh, uh, even when there was no way, he made a way. Uh, he's been good this morning. Said, so go show John again the things which he's heard and seen. Just talking this morning about hearing and seeing. Wonder this morning, I don't know what you're facing as we stand to our feet.